What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Old Bridge FFL Podcast, episode 13, week six preview. Today, alongside me, I got my dad, Tommy Savaro, to my right, uh, the OG of Old Bridge Podcasting, Ryan Moore, to my left, and Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, as always, joining me tonight. Uh, Kurtzman, what time are the games this week so we can get right into it? Uh, 10 o'clock and 11.15 on the back grass fields, uh, both aligned and ready to go. Any other news before we get into it today? Um, No, I don't think any other news. Just keep playing hard and keep competing. Everyone's still alive for the playoffs. Actually, we do have. We definitely have news to announce. The one-day tournament. Yes. Um, I We, we uh, sent out a little hype video to get you guys ready for the one-day tournament. Going to be a cash prize. Bringing your own team. Same format, 7v7, as always, uh, in the Overtrack Football League. And, uh, yeah, you'll have more information after the games on Sunday. I'm going to get make sure everything's ready to go so that registration can start on Monday, July 15th. Cool. So, uh, big big news, big announcement coming. Well, it already kind of came out, but more details to that announcement coming after the games Sunday. So, let's get into it. Games 10 o'clock and 11.15. First game we have this week is Browns versus Raiders. We'll start with, with your team, Kurtzman. All right. So, Browns-Raiders, 10 o'clock, backfields. Dad, how are you feeling about this one? Oh, this is the new-look Raiders versus the uh, toughest team in the league, the Browns. So, it's interesting to see what uh, IB is going to come up with. Uh, the, the, the Raiders are strong defensively with uh, Denoya and uh, TJ uh, Engstadt in the backfield. It'll be interesting to see what kind of defensive scheme they come up with against Kurtzman. How do you feel about the uh, Raiders moving to IB and now bringing Nick Sedano back on their offense? Well, Sedano's a weapon, so it's definitely going to help their team offensively. Uh, IB is uh, super athletic and uh, can be considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So uh, I think it's a real test for him and for that team going against the Browns. Morick, you just played against this Raiders team without Nick Sedano. Tell me what you, you think about their team how you felt about Anthony Mimbo playing quarterback. Um, I think if... Brandon, uh, Brandon has a good opportunity to use his linemen. Um, if we executed that earlier on in the first half, we started off real slow mm-hmm. in that first half. I mean, that for the first ten minutes, what were we down? Twenty to two, I think it was. We got, yeah. we had a, we had the conversion from uh, Matt Marola, but uh, the Raiders should definitely watch out on linemen leaking out, on tight end leaking out, because I'm not gonna sit here and say we would have won if we had done that a little bit earlier. Um, because, again, like Tommy said, Ivy played really well. And there were a lot of times where Ivy was barely missing some deep balls that we got bailed out on. Uh, he just barely missed a, a couple of throws. So I think the Raiders should definitely watch out for that. I really haven't watched the Browns play often, so I don't know how much Brendan has been doing that. And, and we don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. But I know Brendan's smart enough to yeah. know that he'll do it eventually. And I think he's done it a few times with, with uh, Lorenzo and a couple of, and a couple of those other kids. So... Um, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited to see what Brandon's team, Brandon's team can do against the option. Uh, we had solid momentum on that one touchdown. Ivy ran it to the house the very next play. Mm. Uh, read option. He, I was rushing outside, came right up the middle, went 45 yards to the house. Um, but I'm sure that they have a solid defense schemed up. So Moore just touched on it. They have elite explosiveness on offense with Mbimbo at quarterback now. This week, do they get Corey Nuzzi back at receiver? Is he playing, do we know? From what I know, yes. And they get Nick Sedano back at running yes. back slash wide receiver to kind of run that option with IB. So, Kurtzman, not not giving away your game plan here, but give me a, a overview of what we're going to see this week here. 
Um, I just listen. I've talked to people who uh, played Overwatch football. I have Lorenzo on my team who knows about the all about the option and how it's run and what the blocking schemes are. So I told Lorenzo he's gonna be making a lot of calls to the line this week. Um, I talked to Dom who was a coach on the Overwatch staff, and he just told me that every man just got to do their job. You got to have a man marking a man, and their man just got your man that. You have marking the quarterback and marking the running back. They just have to stick with their assignment. So I think we're just going to try to play assignment football. And if that works, we should be okay. But like he said, I'd be a dynamic athlete. Sedano, dynamic athlete. We're going to miss some flag grabs. So we just need to be better at rallying to the football. Mm. So how do you feel like you're going to attack their defense, especially with Nick coming back on that line, TJ in the secondary, Denoyo in the secondary, a lot of, a lot of really good defenders on that Raiders team? Well, I, I think we all know I throw to Joe Pippoli a lot, mm. and I no one's going to scare me away from throwing to Joe Pippoli. So, Denoya, you're going to be tested a lot this week. That's just what's going to happen. Last week, we tested um, whoever was guarding Joey between my body, Liam Knowles, and Zach. So, this week, we're going to do the same. Uh, I think I just make enough plays to get it done. So, I think that's really how we're going to attack them, the same way we attack the Cowboys. All right, let's get into predictions here. Anything else you have to say, Dad, or you were good on that? No, I, will. I like the way the Browns dominate the line of scrimmage. And defensively, uh, I think that line will handle the read option just fine. Uh, I can see their ends coming down and just, you know, coming down on uh, IB and uh, assign their uh, their backs to the, uh, the option pitch. All right, so let's get into our predictions here. Browns, Raiders. Um, I want to go last. I'll let you go first, Dad. I'm going to go with Browns, as I do every week. Uh, still the best team in the league until proven otherwise. But I do see this as a, a bit of a battle with uh, Ivy and Sedano. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. We're gonna sound like a broken record here, Tommy. But I, I agree with you. I'll bet against the Browns until they uh, until I I should. I guess uh, they're five and zero. They think they're gonna win again this week. But I will tell you right now, though, Brandon, you guys got to keep the ball in front of you because that's a fast team. Yeah, they got Ivy. They got Sedano back and. Uh, who played in place of Johnny so, Mac, the kid Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, who literally just turned 18 years old and cooked us. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I said, last week it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, we we turned it up on defense in the second half. We turned it up in general, and we'll get more to that when we uh, talk about our game. But that's a fast team. Keep the ball in front of you. You guys won't have a problem. Kurtzman. Obviously taking my boys again, as we always do. We'll go in there prepared and ready. I know I'd be screenshotting my, uh, my text saying I have to figure out a way to stop the option and said, is he scared? But I'm not scared. <laughs> it's just you got to be prepared to win the game, and I'll be prepared for sure. Uh, I keep saying that your team isn't going to go undefeated, so I'm going to stick with my theme of picking against you until I'm right. So I'm you know gonna, that just makes him win, right? Yeah, no. Your biggest <laughs> haters are sometimes your best friends. Yeah, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders here because usually what you see in the NFL is a team they have an emotional win and then the next week it's a letdown. Kurtzman missing Chance Cooper this week. Who, shout out to Chance who's in Ghana right now on vacation. Brings the energy, and all we say is energy. We, we talk about it a lot in this league. Chance is the source of energy for Kurtzman's team. I know Lorenzo is going to have to double what he usually does because he's a big energy guy too. Kurtzman's team, the Browns, you guys are going to need to. You guys are really going to need to bring the energy to make up for missing Chance. I'll go with the return of Nick Sedano and Kurtzman's team, the Browns, coming off an emotional high. In a loss here, I got the Raiders in this one. And to add on real quick, also like let's not act like the Raiders aren't like a super high team. Yeah. Also, like they, aside from them, and, and like I mean, every team is going to say that they probably have the best team chemistry. Raiders have great yeah. team chemistry. Like they, they're all young kids. Like how how was their oldest player? Not even twenty. Yeah. Like they're like they're all like they all have known each other for a long time. They've played together for a long time. 
they're 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 a very well meshed group, which is which is another. Event. I mean, I'm still taking the Browns, but. The Raiders aren't a team to sleep on. No, nah, I'm excited about the matchup. For yeah, sure. it should be yeah. a very good game. Next one, Cowboys-Titans. All right, that's the, the second 10 o'clock game. Dad, I'll turn it over to you first. What are you feeling about this one? Uh, Cowboys are still an elite team. They're right behind the Browns. Uh, I do like the energy. The Titans, uh, you know, I, I like the Titans. I said it since day, uh, day one. They compete. Uh, they just have to figure out a formula to, to get a complete game in, uh, not three quarters or half a game, a complete game. And when they do that, they're competitive. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, again, started off slow, which we have done a couple of times now, but we, we eventually turn it on. We, we need to play a full 40 minutes because we turn it on. And I think the thing is we haven't had a set game plan yet, and we finally figure it out. Like, we wanted to get him to roll the ball last week. First first play of the game, we get him the ball. He drops the pass, but like I think we got to feed guys like Marola more. And Spoles, Spoles our main uh, playmaker, obviously. I think if we got some of the linemen involved a little bit more, myself, Marola, even guys like Kevin Christie also, it, we can be solid. We are missing uh, a few corners this week, so we are going to have a tough time matching up on the outside. But I think we have a solid plan on offense moving forward, and I think we have a solid uh, plan with um, what we're going to do up front in the trenches. Kurtzman. No, listen, I said it on the recap that I really like the way the Titans played in the second half. They started uh, a little more urgency on offense. They were doing a little more in the huddle, getting out of the getting out of the huddle a little bit faster. They just looked a little more energized in the second half after they slowly were making their comeback. Obviously, like you talked about, IB, big 45 touchdown run that kind of drained all the energy that you guys had. Um, I obviously, like the Cowboys, like Tommy said, super elite team in the league still, like right behind us or like Mex mm. with, the, with the Vikings right there. Um I just think that the Titans are going to keep this game close. They need to slow it down, need to keep Sobes in the pocket, and just need to make the flag grabs, which is, I think is, we say it every week, is super important. I think what's going to kill the Titans ultimately in this game is the deep ball. I think the long plays, I think the quick scores is going to hurt. Uh, I know the Titans have no corners this week. I know there's a lot of subs, and all the subs you guys got were linemen. And if there was a team to not do that against, it's probably the Cowboys. We know Sobes wants to throw the ball down the field. Uh, we've heard the rumblings, him and Augie, you know, the the Westbrook-Kevin Durant relationship. Uh, it looks like it's going south, but if there was ever a time to turn it around, it would be this week. I know Sobes listens to this and takes to heart what we say up here. Sobes, we all think you're great. Um, <laughs> we just joke around. But um, Augie really doesn't like you that much, so uh, we're just, just putting it out there. Uh, wow. He told me that if this week, you know, <laughs> if, he, if, if he doesn't get the ball this week... Uh, he, his hamstring's going to come up tight, and I don't know about him coming back the rest, yeah, this the rest of the game. This is a reality show, huh? This is like, this is like the hills. <laughs> the, re- the rest of the games, I don't know if Augie's going to show up. So um, you might have to target everyone else on the team three times more than Augie this week if you're looking to be successful. Um, the Cowboys, still the second-best team in the league, right? I think we, we agree with that. I, th- I said last week I might have the Vikings. You I did s- have the Vikings. I, no, I, I, said we, I said we as in you guys agree okay. with that. I think I might go Vikings over them right now because of their defense. If there is a time to try things out and, you know, get things right on your defense, it would be now. We know the Titans struggle moving the ball. Last week it was better. Second half, like Morick alluded to, it was definitely better, and they figured it out a little bit. But they start the game slow, and this is a game where the Cowboys should come out. They should jump on the Titans. They should go up big. They should have energy. They should look to get back on the right track. So should be a stud. Liam should be a beast. Mike Body's coming on strong. 
get Augie back involved. Still the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. And uh, he just need he just needs the ball. And I know Sobes knows that. And I know Sobes and Augie have obviously talked about that. For whatever reason, he hasn't been getting it. Or it's not it's not that he doesn't get the ball, but he's he got to have a higher volume, I guess I should say. So like we always say in this podcast, get your number one guy involved. Get your team ready to play, be organized, and just, you know, come out there and be the team that we saw the first five weeks. I, I have no doubt in my mind that the Cowboys are going to come out and win this game. I know I've been a big fan of the Titans, so I guess I'll start the picks. I had the Cowboys. I've been, you know, like joking and but kind of serious critical of the Cowboys and the things they got going on over there. But I, I really do still still think that they are a team that could easily win the championship. Sobe's still probably the best quarterback in the league. He just can't be Kurtzman. And uh, that's my pick. I got the Cowboys in, in a pretty convincing win this week. As much as I like the Titans and I root for them, I'll take the Cowboys. Dad? I like the Cowboys. Like I said, still an elite team until proven otherwise. Uh, I think they'll be there at the end. And great, great quarterback, uh, great wide receiver play. I like to see a little bit more from their defense. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm liking the Cowboys in this game. Mork? Uh, we know a part of their, their game plan, at least uh, we think we do. <laughs> we have... Um, Bill Belichick? You have Bill Belichick spying on their on their practices? Not necessarily, <laughs> but we have, we've, uh, we've heard some rumblings. Um, we think we have a good plan to execute against that. Uh, we think we have a good plan. Uh, we've talked about things that have been working on offense all season long, and we're probably going to execute that a little bit more. We're going to go out there and do what we think has been working best for us, and we're going to go out there and hopefully pull off this upset. Kurtzman. Cowboys convincing win. Sorry, Titans. I like you a lot, but Cowboys are another animal. At least everyone likes us. Yeah, We yeah. got that going for us. No, yeah. no. <laughs> we might be one of Your team has so much potential. We got team, your team could be good. Yeah, we got an MVP yeah. candidate on our team in Spo, and I mean, yeah. I, I think if we use people the right way also, I mean, like... George had a good game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Last week, I, I, I had however many catches, and we yeah. all know what Matt Marola can do. We have solid players. We just got to, again, again we just gotta execute. we've said this before. It's all about the playoffs. Right now, the Titans hold the playoff spot. Correct, Kurtzman? Yes. Okay, so the Titans do hold the playoff spot. They just need to improve week by week from here on out. If you lose this week, it's not the end of the world. If you get blown out, it's not good. If it, You need to be competitive this week. Let's see Spo get involved. Let's see more continue to be involved. Joe Piscopo, great athlete. Watched some of Kurtzman's game. I hope he's looking to run a little bit more. I know we've been saying that about Joe. Joe, run a little bit more. You're a great athlete. Get some first downs for your team. All right, next game. Let's move on to the 11-15 games. Ten, remember, guys, 10 o'clock and 11-15 this week. Let's be on time. Giants versus the Jets. Do we know anything about the Giants? Is True playing? Is Jake Esposito subbing for Dylan? Is Nick Douglas back? What's happening here? I believe Nick Douglas is back. I know True is playing from what I hear. I do not know about Jake Esposito, if he's playing for them or not. So, okay. So, I, I guess we'll just judge the Giants as if they are not going to have Jake. So. Yeah. Uh, Giants, Jets, 11-15. Dad, I'll turn it over to you first. What are you? How are you feeling about this game? Rob Luconti at quarterback. No Dylan for the Giants. Paul? I still, I still like the Giants in this game. Uh I say it every week. Uh, 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 Paul uh, is pretty much a one-man show out there. I'd like to see better line play for uh, for, uh, for Paul. Uh, he has no time to throw. Uh, at Giants do have a good line with uh, True and uh, Johnny Samarco, so I think uh, I'm going with the Giants in this one. Mark. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants as well. Um, the Jets have just been struggling. Um, I think they have a good idea of what they want to do. I just don't think they have enough playmakers for it. I think that Paul can 
only do so much. We see what we see what Pete can do. He obviously gets the ball, and he he has pretty reliable hands as well. He, I mean, he made a few times against us. I saw him making a few plays last week also, but I I think that I just think that the rest of their team gets locked up pretty easily, and they they just don't have enough athletic guys who you count on to make a uh, make a big play, and that that's something that they've been missing. Maybe if Vin didn't get hurt and Paul's that guy on the outside, who knows? It yeah. might be a different season, but Cowboys have a lot of playmakers. They got Giants, Giants. Giants, sorry. Yeah, they got they got a lot of good players on that team. Chris Vin, how are you feeling about this one? Um, I say it every week, I feel like, and I think the Jets can still compete with some of the teams in the league. I just think they need to put it together. I think the linemen just need to commit to being blockers first and pass catchers second. I think um, the snaps just need to improve to get to Paul. I think the blocking just needs to improve. If Paul has a little bit of time back there and can make some plays, I know he's a capable athlete. And I know, Tommy, I know you always say they have a little bit less talent than everyone else, but I still think Jack Starner can be effective if used the right way. Bryce can still be effective. They have Pete off the line. I still think they have decent they got athletes. Wiz off the line. Wiz off the line. Like, I, just think that, I just think that everyone needs to play their role better, and they need, people need to stop begging for the ball. You, got, you should want your team to win before you want to catch the ball. So... I think if they they play their role, I think they have a chance of being the Giants this week. I'm probably not going to pick them, but I think that they have a chance that they just play their roles better than they have been. All right, I'll talk a little bit about the Giants since you all talked about the Jets. Um, I really like the Giants as the weeks go on. I thought a few weeks ago the move to Rob L at quarterback was the right move. Uh, I love True on the defensive line. I love Johnny on the defensive line. If Nick Douglas is back and playing, I think they're the best defensive line in the league, even better than the Vikings with Mikey and Connor at D-line. Uh, Johnny was the most impactful player on defense last week, in my opinion, and I look for him to continue that. Offensively, Rob told me after the game, hey, I wasn't that great. Well, if there's ever a time to get back on track and get your reps in, it's against a team like the Jets, who are struggling to find their identity on both sides of the ball. I think Rob has a great game this week. I think his uh, he's got uh, Mike Russo, who had a pretty good game last week. He had a day. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure on the Instagram he had a really good day, actually. Not a pretty good game. He had a really good game. Uh, I still like guys like True on offense if he's ready to go off the line. Nick Douglas, we know, has been effective off the line. Uh, I like Rob's ability to run. I like their, their team. I really do like the Giants. I think the Giants are in that that same maybe a little less because rob we haven't seen enough of him at quarterback but that same category as the raiders vikings and i think the the cowboys and the i think the browns are in a class of their own right now because they just 30 ball the cowboys but i think the giants are probably my least favorite they're like tier two and a half yeah they're like my least favorite of the raiders the vikings and the cowboys but i i think the giants could compete on their best days with all of those teams, and including your team, Chrisman, if their line is their line could wreak havoc on anyone. So let's get into our picks of these games. I'll go first. I got the Giants in this one. I, I'm looking for Rob Bell to have a big day, like I said. I think the defensive line is going to make Paul's life miserable. I think Paul's line, Wiz, I, I know Wiz could, could catch could, and wants to run after the catch too, but we have to commit to blocking first because Paul needs time to throw or else you can't make plays down the field to guys like Jack and Bryce. So I, I'm for that reason, I'm going to go with the Giants this week. Dad? I'm going with the Giants also. Uh, I just hope that the, the Jets do compete this week. I'd like to see that. Uh, Jets still hold the playoff spot. Am I wrong? Or? No, no, they're, they're the seventh seed right now. Oh, so they need to win. <laughs> you, yes. you can't fall behind and then have a, a quitter's attitude, which I've been seeing the last couple of weeks. I like to see them compete this week, uh, but I, I still pick the Giants. Yeah, go to worst some Thomas Savannah right there, and I, I think that if they like, like 
what I feel like when because I've played against them twice. I subbed against them and I played against them a couple weeks ago. I feel like they take a lot of plays off, and I don't know if that's just from a, a losing mentality or if I've taken plays off because I'm just gassed, honestly. But I think we all have, and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But I think if they played 100, percent they can compete. And in a game like this, where the, the, you three just said it, like where where my Titans are the underdogs this week. If the Jets come out and pull this upset and and we wind up losing, they take that they yeah. take that spot, and then we got to we got to climb an uphill battle. So this is a very important game for the Jets. I'm still gonna go with the Giants just because they are the better team. But that is a good point. They could, they're fighting for a playoff spot right yeah. now. Kurtzman. I've picked the Jets the last three weeks and they haven't won, and I'm gonna do it again. Wow. Um, Paul. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on you. You're a baller. I just think that your team just needs to come through for you. Honestly, I think, like I said, blockers, offensive linemen, commit to blocking first and going out for a pass second. Give Paul an opportunity to make plays for you guys, because I promise you, you guys will like it when you guys are winning games. All right. So let's move on to the last game of the day: Vikings Saints. Last game. That's the last of the 11:15 slate. So to start off with this one. I'll I'll, I'll start off here. Uh, I think. The Saints last week played their best game. They scored their most points, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we talked about it on the recap. You know, unfortunate way to lose on the long touchdown. I thought the ball was up there. Could have made a play on it or something. Taz threw an interception late. Uh, they had problems getting the ball to Abby. Uh, the Vikings are really good. Uh, I, I, if the Saints, we know their attendance is always questionable, but if they show up, I think it should be a good game. Uh, the Vikings, I like I said, they're my second favorite team in the league right now. I love Mikey at quarterback. I love the energy he brings to the game. I love Connor, his ability to just be a freak athlete on the field. And they have a lot of other guys on that team, Zach Charay, uh, others. I'm just I'm just drawing blanks on names yeah. right now. But yeah. I really, really like the Vikings. Uh, I think they're going to continue trending upwards. The Saints, another team, you got to get a win at some point. If it was ever going to happen, you need an upset here. Taz, anyone from the Saints, if you're listening to this, Christian, any of you guys, it's got to be this week. You got to get it done. Uh, I'm I'm not going to make my pick just yet. I want to hear what the rest of you guys have to say about, about this game. But I do think this has potential to be a very, very interesting game if Taz plays well. But how has, how is he going to respond to the pressure Mikey and Connor are going to bring on the D-line? I think that's the big question in this game. Dad. Uh, Vikings are the most talked about team. Other than the Browns, they're like the, the hottest team, you know, rising in the power rankings. Uh, I, I, I like everything about the Vikings offensively and defensively. The Saints, uh, great athletes on that team. We say it every week. I just don't see the effort for 40 minutes. I, I see it for, for 20 minutes, at times 30 minutes. But uh, what I've witnessed the last couple of weeks, I just don't see a full effort from the team for a full 40 minutes. So uh, Vikings to me. And the thing about the Saints, too, I – if they lose this week, they need to win out and get help to to make the playoffs, I believe, because they don't have the tiebreaker against the Jets. We haven't played them yet, but there are only two more games after this, and they don't have the tiebreaker against one of the teams that isn't even in the playoffs to, to begin with right now. So uh, who's going to play corner on, on Connor for the Saints? Uh, uh, Billy. Billy or Abby. Abby. We'll see. Like, like I said, like TJ said, they're always a question mark of who's going to show yeah. up and what's going to happen. But I just think that 
The Saints, we say every week that they show up, they're talented and they're competitive, and I think that they could give a game to the Vikings, but the way the Vikings are clicking right now on both sides of the ball, it really looks like they're, they've only lost to the Browns so far, so I feel like outside of that, they only lost by seven, really any they could go out there and beat anyone, so I just think that they're going to take care of business this week probably, but I'll wait to make uh, their pick officially. All right, Dad, I'll give you the first pick in this game. Vikings. Mark? I'm going to go with the Vikings. They're clicking on all centers right now. They're the hottest team. I shouldn't say the hottest team in the league, but like I said, they are clicking on all cylinders, and we just haven't seen enough from the Saints for yeah. me to pick them. Yeah, I can't pick the Saints yet. I got to see more, but I, I, like he's, like TJ said, we did see a lot last week against the Giants, and honestly, they could have easily have won that game if not for a late-game miscue. Um, I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, I want to see the big match against the Cowboys next week for second place, so I'm hoping that they hold their end of the bargain and get to that point. I'm going to take the Vikings here for everything I said before. Uh, the Saints are going to have to win the last two games of the season if they were to lose this week to get into the playoffs. Yeah, yes. So it's time for the Saints. It's not about looking good anymore really for them. It's about winning games. So I'm going to take the Vikings here. I, it looks like the Saints are going to miss the playoffs if they don't get it together. I'm rooting for the Saints. Taz one of my good friends. Abby's one of my good friends. Uh, I, I hope they pull it together. I hope uh, Billy's one of my good friends as well. I, I still think they have the talent to do it. They just haven't put it together yet. Before we get into the news or nothing segment, uh, my dad had a segment that he's not going to do now, but we're going to put it on the recaps that you just wanted to preview real quick. Dad, what was that? Uh, to me, it's it's dogs of the week, guys that you need on, that are essential players on your team that you need to win. Not the guys that stand out, not the typical stars, the quarterbacks, the receivers, but guys that do the little things that, that's needed week in and week out to win a game. And, and there are p- plenty of players out there I'd like to highlight. So dogs of the week, we're going to be doing that on the recap. We would do it tonight. I know he's got a few guys in mind, but I feel like it's more appropriate for the recap than it is the preview. So we're going to push that off until Sunday then we'll do dogs of the week to show more love because I know we we give a lot a lot a lot of love to the same guys usually the guys who are scoring and throwing the touchdowns running touchdowns catching the ball things like that but we definitely want to show more love to everyone out there the guys that are doing it in the trenches the guys that are pulling flags breaking up passes things that that sometimes they don't go on the stat sheet so we're definitely going to get that out there and show love to some of these guys all right news or nothing uh we got OBFFL Adam Schefter I got two tweets about Dylan that I thought were hilarious that I wanted to to put out here first for news or nothing, Kurtzman. Uh, This is OBFFL Adam Schefter. Quote, Rumors from an out-of-country source are reporting that Giants wide receiver Dylan Charest has zero intentions on returning back to the country. Supposedly, Charest found a rare talent at QB in Aruba and believes the Aruban (laughs) will, will get him the ball better than his team has thus far. Is that news or is that nothing? I have to assume it's nothing, considering I don't think Dylan and his family are going to stay the rest of their lives in Aruba. So uh, hopefully we see Dylan back in a few weeks. This is news. Um, (laughs) Dylan texted me today that he's rooting for the Rockets and he's a Russell Westbrook fan now. And if you know anything about Dylan, he hates the guy. Something's in the water out there. I don't know what's going on with the kid. Uh, The next tweet is hilarious, too. I don't know if you guys saw the picture. I got 36 favorites, so a lot of you probably saw it. Breaking. Dylan Sheree seen on a banana boat expedition with his family. Sources saying Sheree might be lost at sea after being thrown off the tube. TMZ was able to grab a picture of what looks like to be the very second uh, Dylan was jolted off. More to come on this serious situation. Is this news or is this nothing that Dylan went airborne on the banana boat and <laughs> busted his ass. Listen, it might be news because he might be hurt, and if he's hurt, then he might be sitting out some weeks, but uh, hopefully he's okay.
Oh, the phone. I'm not even going to take that out. I'm just going to let it rock. Uh, <laughs> put it on vibrate, please. We're in a classroom over here. Um, this is nothing. Dylan texted me today, so he's not lost at sea. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the rest of the news are nothing. We're going to, we're going to do the polls here. We're going to see how accurate the midseason award, awards are. We didn't get that much else content this week in terms of tweets but i thought those were those dylan tweets were definitely really funny so let's get into these mid-season are we calling this mid-season awards kurtzman um no i think we just call them who the favorites are going okay forward fa- okay so so for the, the, for the for the full season award who deserves to be the 2019 sfl mvp brandon kurtzman this has 102 votes brandon kurtzman has 49 percent zach sobes is 27 percent Matt Esposito is 6%, and Other is 18%. I would assume people voting for Other are probably voting for likes of Augie, maybe Liam Knowles. Um, uh, I think it's kind of accurate right now. What about Mikey? Mikey's not a potential MVP? uh, Nah, just because he hasn't played quarterback for two games so far, so his stats just aren't there. Um, He is playing very well, though, I will say. Shout out, Mikey. You're playing very well So is this news or nothing that you are in front of the MVP voting right now? It's always news. I think the MVP is always news, (laughs) but uh, I hope someone... Takes over, man. This is news because you won. Kurtzman does not want to win MVP. He does not want to give himself the MVP. But if you go on the field and you win the... Wait, is this a regular season award or are we factoring in playoffs? Oh. Big decision. Kurtzman doesn't know. Commissioner has no clue about anything. No, nah, I was going... No, because I said I told who people who were going to vote for it or people that I know seen every have seen every game. Um, Am I vo- Do I get a vote? Yes, 100%. You Does get he get a vote? A vo- yes. My dad gets a people, vote? People okay. who I know who have been at all the games, and I know who you are. You've been at all the games. You helped me out doing things. Stats, voted. clock, ref. You already voted. Yeah, voted on the... Uh, oh, no, no, dad, that's not, no, that's not the thing. Uh, that's not the official but vote. But it's going to be just a regular season <laughs> award, so we'll do the awards immediately after the regular season ends on July 28th. So regular season award, so if you go on the feed in the regular season, you're going to get the MVP. Hate to break it to are you. Are we talking about just play alone, or... Uh, Every what, what what makes your MVP? Whatever he, the MVP he put, is to he you. He drafted his team. He put together his team. If if you want if you want to count that in your MVP, you Absolutely. could. Absolutely. So that's that's how it goes. That's how the voters. There's no criteria to voting. You make your own criteria. There's no set criteria. Okay. So uh, yeah, I like that news. I think Kurtzman should be right now, unless he loses and Sob stats just do it. Uh, most improved player. I'm actually disgusted by the by the uh, the candidate here. Uh, I thought TJ was really good. I thought he was slept on. Fat Pete, I guess because he switched positions, he could be considered most improved. Mikey, most improved? If you thought Mikey was bad before the season, you're a moron. Mikey fell to the second round because everyone in this league happens to be an idiot. Um, (laughs) Mikey's been a beast. Started two years at varsity quarterback for Oberch High School. They were good with Mikey. I don't know if you ever watched Mikey play football. Mikey's been good. I don't know how he's a potential most improved player. Uh, maybe because he threw interceptions last season. I, I don't know. To me, Mikey, it's not saying that Mikey's just been a beast. I don't know how he could be most improved. Uh, I think Fat Pete is clearly uh, most improved player. So, to me, this is, this is I guess they're all news. We're just talking about how accurate yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is pretty accurate that Fat Pete is most improved. And that's, and that's I'm not saying Fat Pete's better than TJ. I'm saying I, I also thought TJ, TJ was, was being yeah. good. So, um, I, I don't really get these candidates. I like, I think that there's a lot of other people, like um, Sam Allen's having a pretty good year from the ninth round. I think John, Joe Denoy is having a good year from the sixth round. Joe Denoy is not in, has he ever played in the league? Is that he, why? He, no, he had. Uh, Could he be most improved? Did he play? He played, no, he played, he played. He played last okay. year. All right, so all right, so most improved, he should definitely be on there, Denoy. Yeah. Uh, sleeper pick of the draft, Fat Pete leads it again. He's got 44%. Uh Antonio Rocchio's got 20%. Lorenzo George, 24%. Two guys from your team, Kurtzman. 
sleeper pick of the draft. Uh, it's Fat Pete, but I would go Lorenzo. I think the most underrated part of this league. I wish I touched on this earlier. I uh, the most underrated part of this league, officially to me, last week, starting last week, snapping the ball. It is so important that you get a good shotgun snap. I watched the ball go over Taz's head. I've seen the Giants fumble. I've seen the Titans fumble on on the uh, the exchange between the center You've and the quarterback. You've never seen my team fumble. Lorenzo and Matthews. Lorenzo and Matt. Lorenzo played center in high school. Yes. Uh, they drop dimes to Kurtzman every single time. So for and Lorenzo brings the energy. Great blocker, pulls flags on defense, makes plays, catches the ball for you as well on offense. I think Lorenzo is no doubt the sleeper pick of the draft. I don't like how Fat Pete is in both of these categories. I would have definitely put Denoya in sleeper pick of the draft. Uh, I no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I definitely would have would have put Denoya in there. Antonio has also had a good year. He was your last round pick, I believe, Kurtzman. Yes. And you have a lot of trust in him. You throw him the ball a lot. So to me, I, I believe that the people that are voting on this are wrong. I would give this to Lorenzo. Okay. No, I mean, listen, I think Lorenzo and Antonio are both very good picks. I think Pete also in the eighth round, super sleeper. I think you, can, you can't go wrong with any of these choices. Um, I do think personally Lorenzo, and but Pete is also in the running for most improved as well, so I think he'll be in the running for multiple awards come each season's end. Defensive Player of the Year candidates. We got TJ Angstad, Chance Cooper, Austin Kurtzman. Read me their stats real quick. Angstad leads league five interceptions. Chance Cooper leads league with eight sacks. Austin also has seven sacks on the season. 48 votes on this. Uh, if you're listening to this, we get 250 listens. Go to the Obridge FFL Twitter and vote. Go vote. Let's get all these votes in here. Let's see what you guys are thinking. Uh, TJ Engstad leads it right now, 50%. Mm, I like it. TJ makes plays on the ball. I would also. I'm not mad at any one of these guys, honestly. And there's probably uh, other. There's probably a little bit more candidates that should be getting recognition as well. But with just these three, I'm not mad at it at all. I could see if you go TJ because he leads the league interceptions. Chance if you count energy along with defensive passion and all those type of things, he could easily be a leading candidate. Austin, another guy. Austin, if you're listening to this, I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, you're a big part of the league. You're a big part of your team. We wish you well. Uh, hope wish you health. Uh, Austin's a beast. Both sides of the ball could easily be defensive player of the year as well. I what? How about Russo's not in there? Mike Russo is not. He was. He there's other category, I, but I'd you, can only do, you can only yeah. do four. No, four yeah, Mike Russo on. could easily be another guy that is that is involved. Ugh. I is personally it, like Chance Cooper. I think sacking the quarterback is super important in this league, and in the biggest game of the year, Chance Cooper had four sacks. Mm. So I think that matters to that something. Matter. So I think at the moment, in my eyes, Chance Cooper is the defensive player of the year. But like I said, still three games to go, and there's still a, a, a sizable panel making these votes. So there will be a lot of heads making these votes to who wins the awards. Right. Plus, there will be All-Americans, first team and second team on offense and defense. Offensive player of the year. Uh, three category, three guys right now uh, nominated in this category: Joe Pippoli, Matt Esposito, Augie Garbolato. Close one right here. Joe Pip, thirty-three percent on forty-three votes. Uh, Matt Esposito, sixteen percent. Augie Garbolato, twenty-eight percent. And other is twenty-three percent for offensive player of the year. I just think that there's a lot of other guys that people could be voting for. I yeah. mean, listen, right now, Joey leads league in targets and catches, second in yards. Spo leads the league in receiving yards still and is still high up in touchdowns. Joe Pip also high up in touchdowns. And as we all know, Augie leads league in touchdowns but and is also second in targets and in catches. So I think all of them have very uh, impressive stats. But if you wanted to say someone like Liam Knowles, oh also sorry, offensive player of the year is a non quarterback award. Yeah. So quarterback do not win offensive player of the year is only skill positions I think you could go with Connor Romano his stats aren't there but his impact on the field is obviously felt more than the stats show 
Um, I like Liam Knowles still. He's tops in the league in multiple categories for receiving. And um, I think it's still a very wide-open competition with three weeks to go for Ovens, a player of the year. I agree with that, that it's an open competition. I think if Augie gets, you know, him and Sobes get back on track, I think they have a really, really good chance at it. I think, uh, to me, Joe Pip, best receiver on the best team. Obviously, there's that in it. Joe's been phenomenal. My dad raved about him on the recap. Uh, Spo. I might vote Spo because I feel like he carries his team the most as a non-quarterback in the league. I know it's only resulted in one win, but Spo offensively has been dominant. He might be the biggest mismatch in the league right now in terms of a physical standpoint. I don't think there's anyone who can match up with him. The last few weeks are going to be really interesting on this one. I'm going to wait to see because now that I have a vote, I'm going to wait to see who I'm voting for. I think um, in the argument for Spo would be that no offense to Joe Piscopo, but he definitely has the worst of the the worst of the three quarterbacks for these receivers. That's not tooting my own horn. It's not tooting Zach's horn. That's just basically looking at the stats yeah. and telling you what's going on right now in the league. Rookie of the year: Chance Cooper, Connor Friel, Spo again, and other. This is where I'll go chance. Uh, Connor Friel gave up his quarterbacking rights and missed the game. So I, I'm, I'm kind of disqualifying you, Connor. I'm sorry. Uh, chance has been amazing. So they got Spo at 39%. Uh, I'm not going to vote for the same guy twice in any category. So I, that's, I'm not going to do that. So if I give Spo offensive player of the year, I'd be giving Chance Cooper rookie of the year. Chance and Spo, in my opinion, very deserving. Uh, like we, we can't say enough about either guy. We kind of say the same thing about Chance every single time. I'd probably go with Chance here. Yeah, listen, I think Chance is a very good option. Like I said, leads the league with eight sacks. But like we also said, Spo leads the league in receiving yards, which is still a huge thing, and he's doing it with the, the with not the best quarterback in the league at the moment. So I think you could go either one. Right now, I'd honestly have to put them at both at co-rookie of the years right now because they're both playing at a very high level. Can we do co? Level. Yeah, if the, if the voting is tied. If up. the voting is tied, what am I? I'm you have make, to make, you I have, have to make the decision on who no, wins? No, I don't yeah, think yeah, that's right. You're, right. you're, you're going to do like a point system, like first place? Yeah, three. 100%. There's you a whole should, point system. In place, 100. Cool. There will be cool. voting for each. I take this. I take this very seriously. If you didn't already know, I take this league super serious. It will be very official. Do not worry. Everyone that is voting would have seen at least you. At least you play at least four or five games on the season. All right, and that's going to be it. That's that's it for the polls we got there. Uh, we're looking forward to Sunday. It should be a really good week. We got some good games on the slate. Um, I am really interested to see how this is going to end. To see who's going to make the playoffs. To see. How things are going to unravel. See if your team could go undefeated. Cowboys could they get back on track. Big week in the league. Could the Saints get their first win and an upset? Uh, Titans need a win. Jets need a win. All these teams. A lot of things going on. Nick Sedano coming back. A lot of different things going on in the league this week. Last week, Kurtzman came out and said this was that was the best week that we as a league have had collectively. No problems, anything like that. Let's continue that trend. Let's keep going. Kurtzman, do you have anything you want to say? Let's just remember to keep the shit-talking to a friendly shit-talking. Don't get crazy with anyone. Keep it fair. Keep it competitive. And listen, like TJ just said, I came out yesterday saying that this was the best week we had had so far. So let's make week six even better than week five. Guys, also, right before we get out of here, um, by the time you're hearing this, this could possibly be on Apple Podcasts on its own thing. So if it is... Please subscribe, five-star rating, write a review, talk about the league, talk about how awesome it is. All that stuff helps the league get out there, helps everyone that's involved with it. So, guys, if that we'll, we'll guess that to a different extent if it is at that time. If it's not, it's on the way. Uh, everyone, as always, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on Sunday.